Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking week six in the NFL. Got some good performances we'll go over here, and actually we'll just jump right into it. We'll start out with the London game here, Jeff. The Panthers, Buccaneers, Kyle Allen keeps winning games for the Panthers. I think he's, what, 4-0 now as their quarterback? Cam Newton might not get his job back, but <laughs> fantasy-wise, I guess he's even he's okay. 227, two touchdowns, but they keep winning. Yeah, you don't have a whole lot bad about to say about the kid. I mean, it's great. Uh, you know, nothing flashy, honestly. In, in a scoring 37 points, you thought that maybe there'd be a little more production coming out of it, but um, you know, the, the team did exactly what they needed to do in order to get the win, and most of that was on the defensive end, as much as I like to call, talk about Kyle Allen. Um, I think Jameis Winston is by far the most interesting quarterback to talk about, and how I just can't imagine he will have that starting job next year after the five interceptions he threw. Ugh, that's ugly. It's not good. I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. That's just crazy. There's no way he's going to be sticking around. He is. He just turnover prone. Then... I would say, I thought McCaffrey, though, I would say the Bucks are the one team that can actually stop him from picking up yardage. But he's still got two touchdowns. Right, I was going to say, and I think this is the important part about McCaffrey's game, is the fact that you use him in, in both aspects, both the passing and rushing. You definitely understand where he can get all of that, all of that production from, all that fantasy points, even when he only averages one point four yards per like per touch. Um, yeah, he couldn't get anything going, and they tried. They gave him twenty two carries, but still, I mean, he was just good enough to 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 get it done. And I mean, unbelievably, I I don't know what else to say about McCaffrey. This is a bad game for him. So heaven forbid he keeps having good games. And then uh, DJ Moore seven for seventy three. Samuel gets four for 17 to touchdown, so they were both usable. Um, and then Moore gets 13 yards rushing. Samuel gets eight yards rushing. So both usable. They've, Kyle Allen hasn't really hurt them too much. They're pretty much, I think, where they would have been with Cam anyway. Probably just about the same. Then I guess the Bucks side, as I said, Winston just guy turns the ball over like crazy. <laughs> and, um, but they have to throw the ball around. Look at Chris Godwin, another 10 for 151. Yeah, that's um, unreal. He keeps going. And I I love it, too, because we talk about how uh, Evans could not possibly ever, you know, get the donut like he did last week. And obviously they heard and they thought that is ridiculous as well, because they threw it to him 17 times. Yeah, they were going to make sure he got the ball. And he still caught it less than Godwin. But I mean, nine for 96. I'm going to be happy with that no matter what. So, um you know, good game by by Evans. Hopefully, he'll get back on track with touchdowns. But obviously, it's going to be a very uh, heavy point to make sure that he doesn't get left out of the offense like he did last week. And then um, Cameron Bray gets a touchdown. OJ Howard two for thirty five. Been a huge, just huge, just no. And yeah, and a lot of that. I guess a lot of that had to do with the fact that Fitzpatrick might have just. Been a little better for him, but um, I don't know. What do you think about? I mean, obviously you don't have good feelings about Winston. Okay, I would assume, but thought he could have been this year. You know that still all. they weren't able to get the running game going once again, like they ever have. Um, and they try to stay in this game, and they let Winston throw it fifty-four times. So he got four hundred yards throwing, but he threw it up. He threw five interceptions, right, which absolutely kills him. But 
if they're going to throw this much, I mean, is he still relevant in fantasy? I have a hard time playing him. I just those those picks are going to come up without the yard sometime, and it's going to be really really ugly. I I mean, he's going to be relevant because he's going to have good games, but I can't trust him pretty much at all. I just I can't. So I would I wouldn't even put him on my team at this point. I'd rather I'd rather start Kyle Allen. Yeah, somebody like that. All right, next game. How we move over to Seattle, Cleveland. Seattle wins 32-28. Cleveland started out strong and then just couldn't keep it going. But Seattle, uh, Russell Wilson has just been great. Dude, I, he continues to be great. I, I can't fawn over that guy enough, man. He is absolutely magic uh, as far as football players go. Uh, I mean, does the guy make a bad decision? I'm not even sure. I mean, he was even able to rush in a touchdown. I mean, his stat line is just unbelievably good. 295 for two touchdowns throwing, and then you also add nine carries for 31 yards and a touchdown. Uh, once again, he's doing this with a very, very young um, wide receiving crew, and he was able to spread the ball around once again. Unfortunately for a lot of people, uh, Lockett owners especially, but, um, you know, Jerron Brown is actually the one that ends up with both of the touchdowns. So three catches for 29 yards, but he got the two touchdowns, Lockett, you know, five for seventy-five, so not terrible. But um, you're always hoping more if you're a locket owner. And Chris Carson looks great, 124 yards and a touchdown. Um, probably shouldn't have doubted him like I did in the preseason. I, I didn't. I didn't think he was going to be this good. I'm right there with you. I think. I mean, there's no one even close to him. He, he has a stranglehold on it. 24 carries is. Uh, yeah, uh, he hasn't put the ball on the ground like we were worrying about. Over a five-yard average. I mean, the the guy is killing it. Then for the Browns, uh, Baker Mayfield, 249, a touchdown, three picks. A couple of those weren't even really his fault, but still, it's not good. Not really good performance for him. Uh, they definitely tried to get Odell the ball today, six for 101. Um, that's really it, though, there. Landry didn't do much, three for 36. And Nick Chubb, though, continues just to be good. He's been really, really good this year. 122 yards, two touchdowns, and five for 17 catch, catching the ball, too. I mean, he continues to be really good. I don't know why this team, I don't know, they should be better than they are. Well, I think a lot of it's just Baker Mayfield's not really doing it. No, yeah, he's struggling a bit. And you're right, this game wasn't as bad as the stats kind of point out. And Seattle's obviously a good team, 5-1 and one right now. So they put up a good fight. I Honestly, I, I know a lot of people are worrying about, you know, what's going to happen with Chubb when, <clears throat> when they get the other very talented running back back in there in a couple of weeks. But... I honestly believe that if this team wants to be successful, and I think they're starting to understand this, that they have to have to run the ball with Chubb. He has to be their their priority, and then you can set up everything around that. Um, and every time he goes out there, he's just proving that you know game in game out. So even even when he does have the two headed beast back there, I think Chubb will get plenty of work. So I, I would not be thinking about trading him at all. Next up is Houston beats Kansas City thirty one twenty four. Uh, Mahomes has kind of been average, really, since the Detroit game. I don't know. It's um, it hasn't been special, that's for sure. This one, two seventy three, three touchdowns. I mean, it's crazy to say three touchdowns yeah. and say not special, but it is. It's it's true though. It's just not. It's not the same. You know, because it's twenty four point eight points scoring. That's not what you want when you have Patrick Mahomes. You want thirties. You know, but. It's it's not. I mean, is there so there's something not quite there. Maybe it'll change now that Tyreek's back and got his five for eighty and two touchdowns. I do have to say that. I mean, he played a very impressive game. 
Um, it, that is going to be very interesting to see the distribution kind of play out in, in Kansas City, especially after this. I guarantee they're not going to enjoy losing to Houston here. Um, but, I mean, just to go down the list, obviously Tyreek Hill comes back, catches a, a jump ball pretty much, fights his way into the end zone uh, in the early parts of the game, catches another little dump off pass for like 10 yards or something. But everyone else, I mean, Kelsey surprisingly has been a little bit disappointing this year, but still four for 58. And you have Hardman, who didn't go away completely, four for 45. Um, You you know, you still have Pringle for two for 24. You can throw to McCoy. You can throw, you know, to Williams. And Robinson, actually, they targeted him four times, even though he wasn't able to get a catch. There's a whole lot of people to throw to. What are you thinking as far as Tyreek and, and Kelsey will be fine? We know that. But what about the other guys? Are you still thinking that they're playable? Because, you know, they didn't necessarily shy away. I mean, I would probably, with bye weeks, I'd throw Hardman in there yet, I think. Or, or Watkins if he's back next week. That's the problem. Watkins is back. It even puts another one out there. Right. Um, I I don't trust any of them. Hill and Kelsey's it. I just don't know what's going to happen. But I, I think I would throw Hardman in my ro- lineup one more time if I was hurting on a bye week. But that's it. I don't. I don't know what else you do here. Um, they'll be better than this. I mean, they need to get a little bit of a running game going to be any kind of successful. Though they got nothing going there. Yeah, which and that was a, teams know that now. Yeah, and that was a, unusual too. Not not that anyone could get anything going, but you know, McCoy got eight carries to everyone else's one. I mean, does that? interest you at all i mean mccoy he's i think he's going to be the main guy there get the most carries most work but damien williams is just not what you thought he was going to be even come they're not going to use him like that maybe they could use a running back like houston has like carlos hyde maybe (laughs) (laughs) low blow (laughs) but i don't know it's chiefs are interested they'll bounce back they'll be fine i think they'll be fine i'm not too worried they'll figure something out here but it's kind of funny how after they, they, I don't know, being a Lions fan, I'm going to make the Lions seem better than this, but it seems like they figured something out with Mahomes, and now everyone else is doing it, just like they did last year with Jared Goff. They kind of did, did that with Goff. Patriots used it in the Super Bowl, and Goff's not the same either. So there, it's all Matt Patricia, right? Yeah, it's us. We, we run the NFL. Yeah. But on, on the Houston side, uh, Deshaun Watson wasn't as good this week with 280, a touchdown and two picks, but he ran for two, so... Made it a huge game that way. So he's still 31.4 points, which is really solid outing. And like we said, Hyde, 116 yards, a touchdown. He's getting all of the work. Duke Johnson's playing somewhat, gave himself a receiving touchdown, made a decent day, but he's definitely second fiddle to Carlos Hyde. It's not even close. Then uh, how about Will Fuller there? Oh, God, man, he um he was disappointing to me. He probably he could have had, I'll just say two to like, he should have had two touchdowns. Watson should have had a bigger game too, because he hit him in stride a, a couple different times and he just dropped him. I mean, straight up. I don't even like the, some of very, very bad technique catching situations, <laughs> just, just dead fish armed the ball. And I, uh, I was just screaming as I was watching this, I was getting too frustrated. I mean, even Hopkins dropped one today and they still got the win. So you have to feel pretty, <laughs> pretty, I don't know. You have to feel good about the way it turned out. But this team, if they really did click and Fuller was on like he did last week and you could get Hopkins back into it, this offense will be incredibly dangerous. And the fact that they were able to beat KC while they, I mean, they weren't really clicking. Hyde was out for blood. But other than that, I mean, no one really stood out on this offense. I thought Watson made some some great plays, though. 
And then uh, like Hopkins, 9 for 55. So in standard scoring, first week he scored 23.1. But since then he's gone 4 points, 6.7, 2.1, 8.8, 8.8 8.8, and 7.5. Um, not quite what you hope to get when you're drafting DeAndre Hopkins in the first round. But it's still DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to turn this around. I'm, I'm just... Maybe if the DeAndre Hopkins owner is all worried, go trade for him. That's perfect. I would try to go get him. He's gonna he's gonna be fine. I'm not worried. I really am not. It's just an odd stretch of games for him. Then uh, how about here we go? Redskins Dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins almost get themselves a win, but no, they lose again. Redskins get their first win here, seventeen sixteen. There's really gonna be not much fantasy value out of this game except um, Adrian Peterson did well, which he should against that Dolphins team. And Terry McLaurin, four for 102 touchdowns. R- really solid. McLaurin's just really good. But other than that, I'm not going to get anything fantasy-wise out of this game. What, just not. what a terrible game. <laughs> it's just, it's not good. It, it's I mean, not good. It's so, it so bad. Yeah, there's nothing else to talk about here. I, I don't just... Uh. Except, you know what? Um, In, in our, our our main league, I'm hurting for wide receivers next week because my, my week seven uh, wide receiver buy thing is happening finally i might have to start like Devonte parker or something Preston <laughs> there you go I, I do have to i just do i have to bring this up though i mean it, it's very interesting as far as Kenyon drake goes he hasn't been a stud by any means but he has been consistent i mean sadly enough he's starting to kind of get more and more touches you know depending on whether or not you're in a ppr obviously uh, it kind of helps if you are but if you want to throw him out there and get seven points, that's what it's looking like um, nowadays. And, you know, with buys coming up, maybe it's not the the worst person to go look for. And don't knock trying to get a, throw a guy out there for seven points because I've been doing that all year. Yeah, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> I have I, I played Juju, and <laughs> so you can't really uh, – <laughs> I, I, he looks like a, a stud right now. <laughs> <laughs> See, in our keeper league, I've been uh, throwing out like Royce Freeman at my RB2 all year, so – Hey, I'm good with my 7.6 from Freeman today. <laughs> I'll, I'll gladly take that all day long. So next up, Eagles, Vikings. Vikings get the big 38-20 win. And Stephon Diggs went off here. And this is, okay, a lot of people benched Stephon Diggs this week. He was only start, he was started in like 44% of leagues I looked at. Um, I was, it shows on ESPN. 44% of leagues started him. Um, I... I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have sat him. I wouldn't have sat him. And I know it's easy to say that now, right? Yeah, obviously. After, but but I did. I ranked him 19th for the week. That's a starting wide receiver. That's a, that's a wide receiver too. And like a guy like Diggs, if you don't if you don't start him, you're never going to get you're never going to get the good week anyway. Why 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 are you even have why is he even on your team? Trade him away if you don't want to start him. If you're one of those that benched him this week because you didn't trust him, you're gonna he's gonna do it again to you where he's gonna get like a three for twenty. And you're going to not want to start him again. So just go trade him right now when his value is at his highest. Me, though, I'm still a Diggs fan. I'm going to be the one trade. I would. I wanted to trade for Diggs last week in a bunch of leagues. I, I have him in one of our leagues we're in. The other one, my brother has him, so I really couldn't do it. Everyone looks down upon that, thinks it's collusion. <laughs> so, but I... Diggs is going to be fine. I I don't I don't know why people sat him. I really don't. Well, I mean, you look at his numbers. I, I, I get it. <laughs> I I just I I don't know. I'm a Diggs guy though. It's yeah. easy for me to say. You know, I've been. That's not going to be. That's not just talking about after the fact. I have been a big Diggs guy forever. Yeah, I mean, he uh he hasn't broken double digits this year before this week, 
And, um, you know, he had, what, one week of 100. He had one touchdown. They weren't in the same. It was, uh, it was I mean, bound to happen. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was bound to happen, but I, I totally understand why people did this. But now, yeah, now you're shaking your head. I kind of agree with you in a way. If you don't feel secure with him still, I would trade him yeah, away, personally. Go trade yeah. him, right? Yeah. And I know what? He probably will get you that bad week again. It's it's no, it's going to happen. Yeah, Diggs has been known to do that. He's going to be up and down. But I, I do have to say, like, do you think Cousins has obviously played well the last two weeks? It, it seems like they're starting to get back on the on the same page. Him and Thielen were doing better. Now Diggs. I mean, do you do you see this trending in the right direction, or do you still see this is going to be up and down all over the place? I think it's going to be solid here for a bit. So next week they got Detroit. Detroit can go either way, but then Washington, Kansas City, Dallas, those are all games that passing offense should do well. And I don't know, something about that, what, after that Chicago game, when everyone just was all over Kirk Cousins, he's really turned it up. And I think he's going to be, he's been a good quarterback over his career. What he did those first four games this year wasn't, wasn't really Kirk Cousins. You know, he's, I mean, he's never been, you know, one of the, the best in the league, but he's been good. He wasn't – those first four games just weren't normal. You know, also four touchdowns of 333 yards isn't quite normal for Cousins either. But like <laughs> more like last week's 306 and two touchdowns. I can see that kind of game. Yeah, I can see that. And he did this against Philly compared to, you know, New York Giants last week. So uh, this was much needed um, for him. I think uh, it's just the type of game that they're going to have to play. Um, but, yeah, I think – I don't know. I, I, I'm feeling very, very good about the Vikings. I still know how I feel about Diggs. I think he'll be up and down, but I'm completely, I have completely flip-flopped on, on Thielen, um, where I'm kind of all in on him again. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be a very strange team because they have a good D as well. Um, but I, I believe in Thielen. I believe in Cook. And then Diggs and I th- Cousins, you know, you might actually be able to look at him for a bye week now. I, I still don't think that he's going to be a week in, week out starter by any means. But, but like week eight against the Redskins, that's a good one. He can, 100%. He can, you can play him that week. 100%. Yep. And then uh, Delvin Cook, not as good of a game today, but he gets a touchdown. So made it easy. he'll be fine. Just to, They were passing the ball today. So just one of those. Then Saints beat Jacksonville 13-6. to Kind of a ugly game here. Actually, no, before we get to that, I think I skipped the Eagles completely. Yeah. Let's talk about the Eagles. <laughs> I was like, okay, we don't have to. <laughs> we'll talk about the Eagles real quick. And really, I mean, because there isn't much to talk about in this one from them. Miles Sanders, though, got the re- nice touchdown catch. So he got 86 yards and a touchdown receiving. He only had three carries for six yards. Mm-hmm. It was all Jordan Howard on the ground, which isn't very exciting. No, but 13 for 49. That was going to be. though, good game. Yeah, he did. And, I mean, yeah, Jeffrey, I'm always feeling a bit um, – yeah, I think I'm always a bit low on him, honestly, and I think it's because injury concerns of the past, but this year he's been playing pretty well. He's been steady. Um, hopefully that continues. Ten, ten receptions is a lot for him, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to see if they keep going to that well. And then not a lot from Ertz today, and it's been like that for most of the season, really. Last week he had his best game because he got a touchdown, but it was still only 5 for 57. He's been... You know, what's he done on the year? 5.4, 9.2, 6.4, 6.5, 11.7, 3.4 in standard. Um, Not quite the guy you were hoping to draft. Really, none of those tight ends have turned out like you thought, the ones who were drafting early. So I think anybody that did that kind of strategy probably hasn't worked out well this year. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, honestly. Uh, Tight end is almost just a wash. I mean, what, Kelsey was ranked third. I don't know if it was – and then, you know, Ertz is sixth. I mean, what do you um? 
uh, to kind of sidetrack us, but what are you feeling about the tight end situation? Obviously, I, I couldn't imagine owners of Kelsey because they probably paid too much for him trying to get rid of him at the moment. But, I mean, do you still – are they worth trading for if you have to give up a considerable amount? Or do you think that streaming is probably the way to go continue that, that momentum? You know, it depends on what you have. The problem is if you are trading like a Kelsey, if you don't have anything else, I don't think there's anything out there. Now, especially with like Will Disley going down with the Achilles, he's out for the year. That was another one of the few tight ends that actually stepped up. And now he's gone. There isn't much out there. Maybe you have Kelsey, but you did also pick up like Mark Andrews or something early, like right, you know, right before the year. If you have something like that, then I'd trade Kelsey. But I just don't think there's anything else out there to get. And that's it just ends up being a problem. If you um, try to trade, I don't, yeah, there's just, there's not a lot of guys to pick up. It's a ugly position right now, but all right. How about we go to Saints Jacksonville now? Uh, this uh, kind of an ugly game and Alvin Kamara, um, one of the worst ones we've seen from him with only 66 total yards, didn't get himself in the end zone. Um, so disappointment there. Michael Thomas, eight for 89, no touchdowns. So it's just not as good, but it just, it was just that kind of game. Um, Latavius Murray actually led the Saints in rushing with eight for forty-four. It's not a not a lot there. And then uh, Gardner Minshew looks more like a six-round pick today. Right after we talked him up, yeah, I know. He, he well, he came back down to earth, and and both of these have good defenses, and that's what it turned into—kind of a slugfest. Um, I mean, even DJ Chark. I mean, right? Uh, obviously, if Minshew goes down, so is Chark. He managed to get three for forty-three, which is not what you want, but at least he got something. But um, Fournette, he still produced. Uh, unbelievably, he was kind of the bright spot in this whole game, honestly, even though they, they lost. But 20 carries for 72 yards, and then he added 46 yards uh, receiving. So even though he couldn't get in the end zone, he was still very playable, which is great to see. Yeah, Fournette's been on a pretty good run here. He's uh, keeps looking good, but about the only real bright spot in that game. Just not, not much there. So we'll move on to Ravens, Bengals. Ravens win 23-17, and... Lamar Jackson oh. is just really, really good. I was going to say, my boy Lamar. <laughs> Dude, this guy is so fun to watch. But we keep talking about it, but I will keep repeating it because it is so important. This is why we love him so much is even when he doesn't get it done through the air, you know, he didn't he didn't make any huge mistakes. No interceptions, but no touchdowns, 236, but 19 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown. I mean, th- we're, we're seeing a quarterback that can do things that, honestly, I'm not sure – Maybe you could lump him in with Vic, maybe Cam, but that running ability is unreal. It it is. It's so my whole uh, the 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 running back with the running quarterback always succeeds kind of thing. It isn't a way, but there's been no one else like Lamar Jackson where he actually just keeps getting carry after carry. Normally they they uh, they limit it a little bit, and the the starting running back gets himself twenty, and it's not happening with Ingram. But at least he's getting the goal line work. But Lamar is just ridiculous. Uh, and and look, Ingram is that. I mean, he was still playable, even though he only got 13 carries. But, you know, 52 yards and a touchdown. And he, you know, threw another 22 yards receiving. So, and Mark Andrews as well. Kind of got back on track after some kind of a few slow games. So, you know, almost eclipsed 100. Got to 99 yards today. Um, all, all good stuff to see. I honestly thought they were going to beat Cincinnati by a little bit more. But they did what they had to do. And on the, I was going to say, on the Bengals side, I don't know how they stayed in it. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I was going to say, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, I don't understand how it was close looking at the Bengals numbers here. Like, 
ah, this is ugly. Yeah, uh, Joe Mixon has been a huge disappointment in 39 total yards. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 3 for 10 today. Uh, Auden Tate's leading the team in targets with 12, 5 for 91. He was the bright spot there, I guess. Just uh, ugly. Yeah, very, very. I mean, there's not much to say about this team. There, there's not a whole lot of, you know, silver lining to be had. Uh, even Mixon has been, you know, he's just gone down with the ship at this point. So I don't know if anyone can be resurrected. Tyler Boyd even had a terrible game today, and he, he seemed to be the only one that was worthwhile for for a little bit. So, you know, it'll be very interesting when A.J. Green can actually come back, whether or not they trade him, you know. Um, I, I don't <laughs> – it's going to be very interesting. What would you do with A.J. Green right now? Would you keep him and actually wonder or – I mean, he, he still has name recognition. He's coming, you know, would you just trade him being like Cincinnati is so bad? Or would you hold on to him hoping that he's going to get traded or, you know, they're going to force feed him the ball? I think I just hold him because I don't think you can get anything for him, really. I don't know what, I mean, maybe though, maybe if you need like a running back help or something, maybe there's somebody out there that thinks he's going to be A.J. Green. Then I guess you shop him around a little bit and see what's out there. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it'd be very interesting if, if you're trying to do a one for one, I think he would be a, um, you know, he'd be more of the uh, two for one kind of deal where he, you throw him in as a high end like sweetener, and maybe you'd be able to get like a, a running back that could really help you if you were, you know, so lucky to have him, you know, uh, at this point, and he could yeah. be a sweetener in the deal. But that, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Because Cincinnati is so bad, but his it, stock it will really fly are. through the uh, if he does get traded. Man, his stock is going to go up. Now how about Niners, Rams, 49ers are now 5-0. and Rams 3-3. Three and three. Their offense is just not really clicking right now. Okay, it, yeah, it, it's not. But at the same time, I, I think it's more that San Fran is just for real. They are. They're, they're good here. And this wasn't even – they weren't even able to get the running game going like they normally do. Only 2.4 yards per carry today. And they still were that good. Just their defense is good. They just yeah. they stopped them here. Yeah, their defense was amazing today. And you, you can see because if you look at it, you have no idea. I mean, how otherwise how they did it. Garoppolo, once again, there's a lot of quarterbacks running into the end zone today. But Garoppolo didn't have a very spectacular game. Very lackluster. Um, you know, no one averaged over three. Oh, I'm sorry. Moster did average 3.3 <laughs> yards a carry on four carries. Um, Kittle finally got back on track, 103 yards, but not a whole lot here. The interesting part, though, is what do you think about the split between Coleman and Brita? Because Coleman obviously getting a larger share of the rushing, 18 compared to Brita's 13. I think it's going to be that way. I think Coleman's going to be the guy getting more of them. It's going to be a split, but it's going to be a split in favor of Coleman. I really feel like that's where they went and got him. And they I mean they got him with Breed on the team. So I think they want to use him, and he—I mean, today wasn't great, but he's been—he was good last week, and I think it—you know—I think Coleman's going to get the majority of the work here. You know, he'll slightly out carry Breida every week, but Breida's not going away. It's just—and they'll probably be better than this most weeks. Um, and I mean, what do they got next week? Washington? Yeah, they'll be pretty good next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, that's about to be an explosion of offense. Then <laughs> I guess for the Rams side, like they say, they're not. Jared Goff hasn't been very good, and it's like, uh, I don't know, if teams figured him out or something. He's um, thrown well, – he didn't have any today, but on the year he's thrown, what, seven picks, and then on a game like this he just doesn't do anything. Well, this was a strange one. He was just bad. I mean, how do you not throw a touchdown, not throw an interception – 
and only end up with 78 yards on 24 attempts. You know, at some point, it feels like the offensive coordinator just doesn't trust him or he's not going to take any risk. And you can see they're only able to put up seven points on the board. No kidding, you're going to lose to a good team. I'm not sure what they were doing today. And this is where not having Gurley, absolutely, you see how one-dimensional they they can become. Because I guess no one is really afraid of, you know, Brown or Henderson or anyone else they can put in the backfield at the moment. No, they're not. And then, uh, yeah, it's, again, it's the week of us anointing people as, like, stars and they do nothing. Cooper Cup, four for 17. It's not really on Cooper Cup. It's just the way this went. And Brandon Cooks, three for 18. Robert Woods doesn't catch a ball, but he ran one in. Um, for a touchdown, so <laughs> you, got, you got that, and oh, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna be upset about my loss in our league today because that uh, Robert Woods touchdown could be why I lost actually. Man, disappointed. <laughs> but you know, I think the biggest key is it's like it's really they don't have that running game going. I think that's what it is. They've always been able to just run the ball with Todd Gurley, and that's where they got everything off of that, and it's just not happening. Yeah, uh, and, and hopefully Gurley. Maybe if Gurley's back next week or whatever, it'll be it'll change things. Yeah, hundred percent. He really does change it, and they won't be playing a team as good as Forty ers next week. So, all right, we got Cardinals, Falcons. Cardinals win thirty four thirty three. Falcons missed the extra point there, which would have died off. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> just, dude. Yeah, Atlanta cannot get it together. They are so man. They're just a bad team. I don't understand. With all the talent that they have, how they can be this bad. And I, I mean, because Matt Ryan's putting up some numbers here. Oh, he is. And they still lose. Two weeks in a row, he's put up huge numbers. I mean, Devontae Freeman looked good again. Hooper looked good. Julio looked good. Ridley got a touchdown. They, I mean, their defense is so bad, they can't stop anyone. It's not going to matter okay. if they're able to put in. And, and go ahead and get it off your chest. I know you want to freak out now about the fumble. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that wasn't a fumble. It was. Like, it was 100% heck? a fumble. Like, he landed on top of the guy. Like, uh, he landed on top of the guy. They go to replay, and they still say it's not a fumble. Like, what the heck? Come on, NFL. Get it together. And that led to a Kyler Murray touchdown, which hurt me in fantasy. This is going to be all about me and what went wrong today. But, yeah, don't worry, everyone. <laughs> I had to listen to this about 10 minutes before uh, before we started. And that's that could be the reason I lost. See, there's like four <laughs> different reasons why I lost today. It's it's like all one play. It's terrible. Or it could just be I played the wrong defense because I'm an idiot. <laughs> but that too. But, I mean, so Cardinals get the win. Uh, Kyler Murray looked really good. He really did. 340 yards passing, three touchdowns. Oh, another thing in this game. Um, <laughs> do you see that first down they gave Kyler Murray there at the end? No, I did not. You, oh, God, it wasn't a first down. Uh, uh, tell me more. While we're sitting here, I will send you I will send you a little uh, uh, picture of this. I have it on my phone already. Yeah, you sent this to a bunch of other people, didn't you? I did. Yeah, you already check, had this, yeah. Check that out. Look where that ball is. Look where the first down marker is, right on the right there. And then you can see where the where he goes out and where the ball is. Like NFL get things together here. I don't even know why I care so much. I don't care about the Falcons. Like, but it's just bad. Oh, there. See if you see that uh, little picture there I sent you where that ball is. But um that was uh an extra yard Murray shouldn't have probably had. But uh, David Johnson, as Jeff's looking for the picture I sent him, David Johnson gets 34 yards on the ground in a touchdown, but he catches 68 yards in a touchdown. So he had a pretty good game there. But just um, Larry Fitzgerald, 6 for 69. Chase Edmonds actually got himself a touchdown catch, 2 for 33, and ran the ball 5 for 34. So just but good game for Kyler Murray. He's the best one there. Jeff, I don't know where you are anymore. 
I'm sorry. I'm looking at this picture. See, look I his mean, foot. His I wish that that ball I had him work. that ball's in the opposite opposite hand. Yeah. The foot, his foot's on the line, and the ball's on the other hand. Yeah, I mean it's not on first the, down. I mean, they, did they review that one as well? No, they didn't. Okay, they didn't review it. That's why. I, oh no, they did. Oh, no, they, they did. They did. They did, re- they did review that. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think that this is a, a discussion for another time, probably. But when like QBs, obviously they're trying to protect them. But when they're running out of bounds, I feel like they give them such favorable spots because they don't want the defense, or they, you know, they they're just kind of saying, "Hey, if he gets close, we're going to give it to him because we don't want the uh, the controversy." Uh, because, yeah, they want to be like, okay, you can go out a little early to try to protect yourselves. But, I mean, it's just getting ridiculous now because in a close game, you can't give that to them. But, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, um, the I guess the the positive I saw in this one is the fact that Devontae Freeman, the fact that he looked so good running the ball, 19 for 88 yards, and caught three for 30. Ah, oh, man, that's what I needed to see. And for touchdowns, may I add, two receiving touchdowns. But Hooper, he is the one that impressed me the most. He is on fire. I mean, he is, I, he is be slowly. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, we're in week six, so he has slowly become my favorite tight end. Unbelievably. I mean, he's going to be way up there in the ranks after this one. He's, he's probably number one, I bet, after this week. I'm guessing probably he's very close, one or two for sure. Yeah, he should be. He's been he's had a good stretch here, and yeah, he'll probably end up being number one tight yeah. end now. I mean, he's only All had right. one bad game as a tight end. That was week yeah. two for three point four. And let's be honest, that's you. You can get that out of any tight end. Yep. All right. Next up, Broncos beat the Titans sixteen to nothing. Uh, Mariota finally gets benched. Thank been waiting for this. The one. Lord, <laughs> I've been waiting right. for this for for years. <laughs> I guess they finally realized he's just not any good. To be fair, Tannehill didn't look much better. <laughs> no. And so overall, Tennessee was just bad today. Yeah. Derrick Henry, nothing. Nothing going. But I guess you can't get anything going if your um, quarterback's terrible. So. Yeah, and Denver's defense is good. But my gosh, I mean, it is. Uh, th- this is what I was worried about with Derrick Henry. He-, he has kind of exceeded my expectations up to this point, And this is, this is kind of what I worry about. But. I don't know. What do you think about him moving forward? You just put him in your lineup. Yeah, yeah. just you can't. You probably can't get yeah. enough for him trade wise. And I mean, it, he actually, could, he could. Maybe running backs are tough yeah. to come by. I mean, would yeah. if you had if you didn't need him, you know, what I mean, would you trade him, or do you think? I think that? I yeah. If I didn't need him, I would try to trade him for something. I don't know what exactly depends on my team needs exactly, but yeah, I would. I would try to trade him if he's not necessary to your team. If you don't really absolutely need him, try to go get something for him. Um, I don't know exactly what that is, but you go one for one deal, get a wide receiver if you need a wide receiver help or I mean, something like yeah, that. Yeah, you might be able to go out there and get a very good wide receiver because everyone is shitting the bed at the moment. I mean, Hopkins isn't looking good. Devontae Adams is battling injuries, and and you know they're they're all over the place. The people we really thought were going to be good have have struggled. So I, I mean, especially for a running back, they're tough to come by. You might be able to go out there and get get someone really really good. Then for the Broncos, Joe Flacco isn't any good, but uh, no, yeah, he's not. <laughs> uh, Philip Lindsay's looking looking good again, seventy yards on the ground and a touchdown. He only had two for five receiving, which is the odd thing. You thought Philip Lindsay would be the one catching more balls, but Royce Freeman's the one who gets five for forty two yeah. and eleven carries for thirty four. <clears throat> so I mean, the split's still there. It's still it's a split in, slightly in favor of Lindsay. Yeah, and that's what it's probably going to be. I feel it, like, and yeah, I feel. I mean, obviously he got the touchdown where where Freeman didn't, but Lindsay is just. I feel more comfortable with him. He's just finding a way to get it done. And 
I, I do have to once again bring up my boy, Cortland Sutton. He has been able to put together a very consistent year with very poor quarterback play. Um, I, I'm really, really, really digging him. I don't think it's going to get much better than this at the moment, but I am very excited to see that he is, you know, growing as a wide receiver. I think next year he's going to be, you know, depending on who is, you know, behind center. But I don't know. Sutton, I'm just waiting for a breakout game. But um, I don't know. I, I don't see any any consistency as far as touchdown comes with Flacco uh, throwing it to him. But another 76 yards, and that's been his M.O. And then uh, Cowboys, Jets, Jets beat the Cowboys here 24-22. And I guess it all it took was Sam Darnold coming back into a different team. I didn't know and, what I was watching on this yeah. game. Unbelievable. It Crazy here. The Jets, uh, I mean, Darnold, three, 338 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, you know, pretty pretty decent. Bell didn't get much yardage here, only 53 total yards, but he got himself a touchdown. So that's solid. And they'll, they'll be, uh, he'll get better too. I think is this whole offense gets better, but Robbie Anderson gets himself the 92-yard touchdown to give himself a big day. Then uh, Crowder, 6 for 98. So Crowder's played now two games with Darnold this year. In the first game, he had 14 for 99. In the second game with Darnold, 6 for 98. In between, he had 4 for 40, 2 for 25, 2 for 10. <laughs> so James Jameson Crowder is, a, I think, a solid play with Sam Darnold as his quarterback. And then, but this all can come crashing down next week when they play the Patriots. Oh, without a doubt. I don't do not play anyone <laughs> just next week. And note the amazing part too. I, I definitely thought I would have seen more to Le'Veon Bell in the in the receiving game. It, they only targeted him once. I mean, that is mind blowing to think that you can beat Dallas and you only throw to your best player one time. It, it really is mind blowing. And then uh, with Dallas, uh, Mari Cooper went down early. So they didn't have him. I thought that was going to translate into a huge Michael Gallup game, and it just, it just didn't. Dak didn't do much really with it until he gets himself a rushing touchdown to save your fantasy day if you played him. Zeke was Zeke, solid, 105 yards touchdown. Yards per carry is not great. I mean, he, had, he Zeke's been good this year, but he hasn't been, you know, just amazing like you would hope. This was this was a very good game, which is um, I mean, by far his best fantasy wise, but the just because of the volume. Basically, but that's fine. If you're getting the volume, you're, you're still okay with it. Yeah. and That's all that really yeah, matters. Probably not what you're hoping for this year, but at the same time, yeah. he has, I mean, it's pretty crazy and standard, even though we, these aren't Zeke numbers, he hasn't dipped below 10.5 yet this year. And that's standard, right? I mean, that's not even PPR. So uh, he still has been able to put together a very impressive season so far. Um, he's only, what, I think in six games, he has five touchdowns, almost one in each. Obviously, still a very, very solid play, but yeah, well, I mean, when is his big breakout game going to come? Probably week, it probably will. week nine. I think they play the Giants, so <laughs> uh, it'll happen. He he's gonna he'll be fine. I mean, he's been fine. He'll he's gonna start putting together some big games. I'm I'm sure it'll happen here. Then what? One final game here: Pittsburgh Chargers. Pittsburgh wins twenty four seventeen. I I really didn't think they would do this well in this game with their third string quarterback, but they just. Played a pretty simple game here and ran the ball, and it seemed to work out. James Conner, though, again, he's just not – he had a good fantasy day because of the touchdowns. and He got the 7 for 78 receiving, but his, his the running game with James Conner hasn't been, like, great. And it showed Benny Snell comes in and gets 17 for 75. I mean, there is no difference. I mean, yeah, he actually split carries. I mean, 17 carries for Snell compared to 16 for Conner. 
That is that has got to be worrisome. I mean, he did make up for it. I mean, seven catches for seventy eight is going to be his calling card at this game. But I, I don't know what to take away from this. That is very disappointing. Well, and he he went out late with the quad injury, but that still only you know it, Snell had plenty of work before that. He he was involved and he looked Snell looked perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean there was no no difference. There. I mean I don't want to say he. Look, I don't know. He he might have actually looked better in the run game. Um, I don't know. It was it was tough to. Well, and I mean, I know the weird thing is we're saying this about a guy who scored twenty three point nine in standard. Right, right, right. I mean, he, he definitely did. I mean, his receiving yards alone were were great. Right. I mean, seventy yards and a touchdown. I wouldn't expect that. I mean, obviously with Hodges in there, you know they're going to dump it off a ton. But you know that won't continue once you know they finally get Rudolph back and and get it going. My question becomes. You know, I mean, if Samuel comes back or whatever happens with this this rushing attack, are we going to see Snell take the majority of the carries and Connor turn into more of a, you know, scat back kind of deal? Uh, maybe it's a little far fetched, but I don't know. From what I saw today, it um, not out of the question all of a sudden. Snell's going to be a pickup this week for sure in waivers. Um, he, he probably should be on a roster because he's he looked. He looked pretty good. If if that injury to Connor lasts any longer, Snell's going to be pretty good. Connor now in the year so what, six games, he has two hundred and thirty. Oh, yeah, I would say that it would be, but there's a bye week this week, so Connor will be fine. But either they come back with Miami the next week, though. So um, I think Snell will get a lot of work even in that game, no matter what. But Connor on the year two hundred and thirty-five total yards rushing. That's it in six games. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the question would be, does it even matter then? I mean, if Snell takes up uh, the majority of the carries even, obviously, he, I don't know. The goal line is what the, what worries me a little bit. But um, and Connor's still getting himself touchdowns. So yeah. Fantasy-wise, he's going to be fine if they if they continue to just use him like that. He'll be he'll be fine. And, um, but Juju Smith-Schuster needs – well, this wasn't going to be his game. They didn't want to throw the ball deep at all. They didn't really want to do anything. He wasn't going to have a good game today. And really nothing he can do about it and gets one for seven. Yeah, it's just a rough game. I mean. Nothing he can do. No, no I don't know. Yeah. I, it'll, change with, it'll change with Mason Rudolph. Yeah. It, it should when they come back from the bye. Against Miami, two weeks. Right. I think right, they'll, right. they'll be perfectly fine. Then uh, the Chargers side of things. Um, Melvin Gordon, maybe he wishes he never had that holdout. He's uh, just nothing back. Nothing yet since he came back. Eight for 18 on the ground today. Um, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Eckler didn't look any better. I mean, five no, for 14. They just, nothing going yeah. there. Mainly the lone bright spot. I mean, because Keenan Allen, two for 33, just not good. Uh, Hunter Henry comes back, eight for 100 and two oh, touchdowns. I love that so much. I mean, it's just good to see the guy actually be healthy. And, you know, we had such high praise for him and high hopes. And when he went down again this year, we're like, oh, man. I mean, is this going to be the last you see of him? But immediately coming back and playing as well as he did, Oh man, if you held on to Henry, you have to feel just a sigh of relief. Yep, he's he's going to be one of the top tight ends now the rest of the year probably. Yeah. And Keenan, Keenan Allen, I'll talk about him quick again. So after that third game when he had this three massive games to start the year and he's like one of the top guys, he's gone five for 48, four for 18, and two for 33. I I don't understand that. Um, it's I don't either. Not good, not good. I, uh, we'll see if that changes. It's really the targets. The first three games, 10 targets, 15 targets, 17 targets, and then since then it's 5, 6, and 6. So 
So he's gotten 17 targets in the three games after he got 17 targets against Houston. I don't know. If teams are just, you know, wise to it and they say, if we take yeah. him out of the out of the picture. I don't know. Yep. They're try- I mean, they're obviously they're trying to give it to Mike Williams a lot more. He had 10 targets today. I mean, he turned it into five catches for 72 yards. But he hasn't had a breakout game either, um, even though he's been, you know, flirting with right around 70 for the past, you know, four games or so. So it'll be interesting to see how they turn it around because two and four for this team is, you know, that is a disgrace. (laughs) That definitely shouldn't be losing to Pittsburgh. It's embarrassing. This one, not with uh, Devlin Hodges. No, I mean it's really bad. All right, but that I think we'll do it for week six recap. We'll be back tomorrow night. We'll talk about the Monday night game, Green Bay Detroit, as well as uh, waiver wire for week seven. But we'll talk to you guys then.